What is up, delicious faithful? Bruce Moore here. Who doesn't love a good cocktail? And since we're all cooped up and not able to frequent our local watering holes, I want to introduce you to our new sponsor, In Booze. In Booze was started in 2018 by Ashley Evans and is an easier and healthier way for everyone to enjoy drinks at home. Ashley is involved in the entire process of In Booze. All items are sliced and dehydrated in their commercial kitchen and then pouched by hand. I encourage everyone to check out In Booze, where you'll find cocktail mixes infused with simple fruits, spices, and herbs. You'll know exactly what's in your cocktail every time. These alcohol infusion kits include favorites such as blood orange margaritas, pineapple mules, chipotle pineapple bloody marys, spiced white red wine sangria, and a bunch of other favorites including spiced maple smash, gingerbread cookie, and autumn old fashioned. Do yourselves a favor, check out In Booze, tell them the Brutally Delicious podcast sent you. So hey, I'm Apolinara and you're listening to Brutally Delicious podcast. Now we got you. Hello. I feel oh, like hi. Sorry, it took me forever. I tried for my laptop. It didn't work. So the phone is going to be our goal. <laughs> uh, that works fine. Hey, I'm Bruce. That's my partner's Chris and Rena. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How are you doing? So first, I'm not Apolarina. I'm Apolinara. So a little wrong word in here. <laughs> I, got, I got that. Bruce always misspells stuff. <laughs> You should have seen the time we, we we interviewed the bass player from Dire Straits, and he misspelled <laughs> Dire Straits. I'm not that, even joking. Okay. That was the that first no thing question. he said. Yeah, that, it, it, it put me in a good club, you know, of misspelled names. Nah. I'm happy with that. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, that was the first thing he said. Remember, he's like, who spelled it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. Thank Chris, you for having me. <laughs> Chris, I know you wanted to take it away, so go ahead. Okay, let me get my notes out here. We've had we've had so many cancellations today, so I gotta get back to where I was here. Um so Yeah, so first... Apolari- Apolarina just canceled on you, but Apolinara showed for there you go. <laughs> Apolinara. <laughs> right. Okay. First of all, is that your real name or is that your project name? No, it's my pro. Like, yeah, it's my stage name of this project. Precisely, that I started from the scratch. So, yeah, my name is Polina. So it's still having these roots from Apollonio, from uh, God of the Arts and Beauty of Italy. You know, so I just was trying to play with that around, and I figured out Apollinara will be great. But now maybe I need to change to Apollarina. I don't know. <laughs> I love your sense of humor and you can yes. give it to Bruce all day long. Like just make sure that he pays for the spelling error. I'm okay with that. Nice. Um, in your bio, it says that you're professionally trained. And one yep. of the things that stuck out at me was professionally trained songwriter. How well, does one train to be a professional? I'm professionally trained singer. So it's probably how they 
put word into my bio. It's not, yeah, because it's no way to be professionally trained songwriter. No matter, of course, you study uh, music arrangements and all of this theory stuff that basically prepare you for that, right? But it's not such a thing in diploma that songwriter. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, no, well, or, comp- or there is composition for sure, but I was just curious, be, like... Could be something like... I remember when I was like studying and somebody started saying I'm a professional singer, no matter still in university, and somebody was like asking how you define that you are professional, like somebody already giving me money. So I think if you receive money for it, what you do, you're already professional. So that works. I'm a professional uh, house husband and I'm really yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. Nice. I hope my husband will not hear that because maybe he will have <laughs> salary now, babysitting our daughter this time. He will be like, okay, where is my share? <laughs> nice. Uh, um, sorry, I just got to go back and forth here. I'm a little slow today. Um, so when I was trying to find out more about you, um, mm-hmm. I went to your webpage and I went to the bio section and I tried to read it, but then I got this email pop up. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't close it, so I couldn't read the bio. Oh, that's bad. So I just thought I should bring that to your attention because okay, that should be the X on the side. But yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, there was there was no X, but I thought I should tell you because I was like, every time I tried to read it, it would pop up, uh-huh. and I I couldn't read it. So I'm oh, kind okay. of flying off, flying off by the seat of my pants. But you said you're from Ukraine, correct? Yep. How like I was been... born, I was born in Ukraine and raised, and um, maybe I was like twenty-two. I start traveling as a singer on contract base. So, uh, in some moment, I met my husband, and I moved to US. But even no matter, like we physically moved to US. Since then, we've been in China, we've been in Spain. Oh, wow. I'm in Spain. Right, I'm in Spain right now. So, for me, very hard to. You know, to understand where is home. So for me, home is our suitcases and just my family, you know, my husband wow. and my daughter. <laughs> Why so much traveling? Uh, because of his job. He has a job that requires to move us a lot. And that was basically a reason how I reached idea to start a solo project. Because every time I moved to a new country, it took me a lot of time to find, you know, new bands, new musicians. I felt very burned out. And then I deliver my daughter and, you know, motherhood. Nobody wants to see a, a baby, right, on the hands when you're on stage rocking. So all of that things was kind of like put me to idea that if I want to pursue something in music, I need to take control of everything on myself. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing it on my own. I have good musicians working with me on like I'm contracting them. Uh, but yes, all the compositions are written by me, arranged by me. So yeah, that's my baby. Apolinara is my second baby. <laughs> nice. I would I would imagine that all that travel is inspiring in a lot of different ways. Like, are, do you yeah. find new instruments, new melodies that maybe you wouldn't have thought of before? Because you know, if you go wow. from like Ukraine to Spain, I mean, mm. that's a totally different vibe completely you absolutely correct on, on the album that will be out in february um there is one um, song like it's already song existed it's called slowly you can hear it but it's not uh now you can hear that like a demo version on spotify in the album it will be newer version but anyways there will be acoustic version acoustic version will be played with glass harp 
and I got exactly expired when we was in Madrid walking in park here and there was glass harp musician. I heard it for me it was like fantastic. And I dream about like a couple of months where I can use it. And then I decided to write absolutely acoustic version of my stuff. And I found a good glass harper um, from U.S. And that it is. So it's going to be something absolutely different. Wow. So you're right. You, I got inspired from the things I see around. Yeah. Nice. Now, now before we go any further, just I don't want to. Can you explain what a glass harp is? Uh, well, it's a lot of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, literally, well, it's a lot of glasses. Uh, and they're empty. They fill with water, different oh, levels. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, oh. We move, he moved the fingers around, and it produced different sounds. Oh, that's cool. You are for sure the first person I've met who's used that in their music. <laughs> Okay, good. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it because I don't even know what it is. You actually oh, yeah, are, the first guys who, you are the first guys whom I taught, tell these because for all my audience, I was thinking just before the album release, I will be, you know, do some spoilers. But I'm telling you first, you will know first. <laughs> wow. We're number one. Always. Always number one. <laughs> you, I can't wait to see the video. I hope there's close-ups of, mm -hmm. of it's like yeah, yeah, we'll have you show the hands at first like it's a turntable, but then mm -hmm. suddenly it's glasses. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. That's what it is? Glasses? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. With different amounts of fluid in them. To make oh, it, you wow. Know, you have like a Coke bottle wow. that has a certain amount, and then you just Yeah, now I know it. what you're talking about. But it's with glasses. I'm a little they slow. Sorry. They say it's water inside, but you know, maybe in Spain it's wine, so we never know. <laughs> <laughs> wine maybe is great. <laughs> maybe, but I don't think so. Anyone will be possible able to play <laughs> if there was water. Right? <laughs> like poking shit. <laughs> 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 nice. Wine These is probably cheaper in Spain. So shadows and signs do out, you said yep. in February, what was it like writing during all of this nonsense? Because I assume you wrote it during all this world events, right? Uh, yeah, but it's even more. Most of the songs on the album really was like written, pre-written maybe 10 years ago or something. Oh, wow. So they was just never finished because as I said, I never find musicians with whom I can settle, you know, and move on. And I was very sensitive to bring my own songs because like, it's not like I'm producing them hundreds and oh, whoever wants to play, take it. I was like very selective about those people with whom I will work. So when I decided, like first I started Apolinara and decided to do a first single that was slowly in this demo sound came out then I said that okay let's collect material and do extended play EP so my first idea was like only four or five songs and then I start putting the material together and I'm like oh I love this song more maybe or maybe I want this instrument here or that and basically the album was shaping itself so it was not like I plan okay I need 11 tracks and let's do it no right. i was like let me add this on that and that's a uh, beauty to be like self project i didn't have like deadline hidden on me so i really could gather all, all my strengths all my inspiration to put inside so yeah so i can say that as a 
some words, some main melodies, they have more than a couple of years for sure. But um, arrangement, yeah, that was during the pandemic. And it was quite nice because uh, I also a music teacher. I move all my teaching online. So I was home. I was relaxed. And nice. I could really put myself into uh, these arrangements and the mood that I want to sh- show, you know, because it's not enough to write just some lyrics and main melody. You n- really need to be choosy what sounds, how you want exactly to present right. it. Okay. Reina? Well, you said you also have a daughter. How How old is yeah. she now? She's five. She's five. Oh my god! I have a, mm-hmm. I have a boy five years old. Uh, <laughs> is, is she, is she a, a like a part of your songwriting? Does she enjoy doing all the music oh, stuff? Uh, yeah, she is. She when I practice, she always kind of around. She tried to copy me that I'm doing that. Actually, one song in the album, uh, it called "Tears of Love." That was absolutely new song that i basically wrote in like two or three days that will be like exception of everyone any other songs and exactly it's for her so it's dedication to her like in some moment i think to put some maybe some video of our family stuff and to put some lyric video so not professionally but you know sensitive so that's uh, Something in my plans, maybe, maybe it will happen. I know some people like don't want to show the family. I don't want to pose in with my family everywhere too. But if the music inspired by her, so I think why not to show a little? You know, I'm. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't think there's any shame in in sharing family. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. why 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 would you not want to do that? Like I understand it for privacy reasons, mm-hmm. but is mm-hmm. there is there another reason besides that? I don't know. Maybe some people feel, I don't know how to feel. Again, maybe if you're a big superstar, you know, you feel uh, it's going to be bad for them exactly for privacy or for whatever. But in the, in the level as I am, and I built very close relationship with all the people who follow me, they always can send me a message. I became friends, real friends with some of people that I didn't know just because of my music. They discovered me, they wrote me, they didn't expect I will write them back, you know, and we start chatting. So at this point, I'm building very friendly relationship with my following, with right. my friends. So I feel it's appropriate if I will show them exactly what inspired my songs, you know, sure. not only some... Yeah. Uh, magical thing that i never seen but real true stuff that i'm living every day i think it's important because uh, especially the pandemic showed that all of us are fragile all all of us wearing pajamas when we're at home right <laughs> so, <laughs> right so this uh, um i try to be uh you know grounded i try to be very uh open with people who, who i am you know a lot of you're the f- well you're not the first person we've talked to that when the pandemic hit, they kind of felt a little bit of relief that they could work from home. Yeah. We, we've done quite a few interviews that way, but I'm going to add this. If there's one thing that I love about the pandemic is that I can wear sweatpants 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. Yes. I love it. Even, even on zoom, right? It's business on top. And, uh, well, Hey, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah, all, I, I don't know. Sure we, I don't know. If we want. Hey, hey. <laughs> See, I'm wearing sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Put away your butt. Nobody wants to see it. Yes. Hey, sorry. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Comfort. It is. It is. Like, I was thinking about the other day, how was it, how the, remember that show, What Not to Wear? Yeah. And I was like, that show could not exist right now. 
No. Because everyone yeah. would be like, you're not getting me out of my sweatpants, you asshole. It's <laughs> 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 not happening. <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, totally. I, I, I even got the nickname Rina No Pants ringing in at my previous. Rina No <laughs> Pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Enjoy my butt. Now I understand why you're sitting with a bit like that. Yeah. Right. You're nice. so of that uh, name, okay? We got it. Nice. Oh my goodness, this is uh, this has <laughs> gone interesting. Um, so I have a, a kind of a different angle of question for you that has nothing okay. to do with sweatpants, although that was a good conversation topic. Um, yeah. you're from you're from the Ukraine and and you've come to the U.S. Yep. And the U.S. and the Ukraine and Russia, they all have like this kind of unique political thing going on right now yep how does this affect your writing how does it affect your family um and what are your general thoughts on that you really want me to say bad words <laughs> I, Any, anything, you goes. Say, anything goes yeah yeah rena no pants does not care <laughs> it's a very complex and i try to be how to say not so harsh about some judgments because it's been like more than 10 years that I don't live there. You see, so I cannot be, um, I cannot share maybe the same pain as people who live in that situation share. But of course, that's it's my country that I not just born. I was like, I received education. So up to 22 years old, like, so I'm wired as Ukrainian, you know, it's no way to be another. Uh, and despite that, my parents actually came from Russia. So that's even more turn twists. It's not that I was like uh, natively Ukrainian. Like, no, I'm I'm the first generation born in Ukraine. My parents they understand Ukrainian, but they speak uh, Russian all the time. But despite that, they are just very intelligent people. They see exactly how this uh, international affair of uh, Russian government, you know, goes, and. That basically break in maybe some illusion that people think that only the one who speaks Ukrainian are very pro-Ukrainian in Ukraine. It's not true. My family speaks Russian, but they don't support whatever happening um, with the heads and the minds of Russian government. And it's nothing to do with Russian people. I still have friends in Russia. We chat and, you know, especially when you move to U.S., I don't know if you ever thought of that. We don't have like special russian or belarusian or georgian we like immediately blend together as a community so our restaurants are the same our grocery shops are the same so that's why you like you learn how to communicate with people individually as a person not to be like it's russian or whatever so yeah it's very hard situation we have a war in the east of ukraine uh i don't have any relatives there so okay. that's why my family are pretty safe um and like it's very sad that it's happening but yeah it doesn't affect my family in very bad manner so i feel blessed for that so it's yeah. good 
Um, of course, uh, I always will be saying that Crimea is Ukrainian territory. So I never accept that. Right. Uh, overnight, they just decide to take a piece of land and everybody need to uh, say it's right. So, yeah, like I am pro-Ukrainian. I know that it's really war happening. Um, how it will be resolving, nobody knows. But in my mind, Ukraine need to prevail. That's it. <laughs> so. I'm going to go off on a little bit further on this, if that's okay. Yeah, Are you okay? Fine. Yeah, because I this podcast is more about casual conversations with people so that they can get to know the artist instead of like, mm-hmm. how did you come up with your band name? How do you write your songs? Mm-hmm. People get to know you. Like you, like you say, you want to be yeah, friends with your fine. friends or whatever. So when, when the Soviet Union fell and mm-hmm. Russia went to democracy, which I don't yeah, think ever really happened. happened. No, of course, never happened. No. But it's it's gotten worse and worse and worse over time here. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you could see happening in Western democracies, like the United States or in the EU or the UK or somewhere else? Like, is there any similarities that you see in these democracies? I don't, that I don't could think come? so. It's quite possible because people are different, you know, like... All the politics is manipulation, of course, in one way or another. But even whatever I see in U.S., you always have different voice speaking and uh, the voices are heard. In Russian, most of these voices are never heard, you know. So uh, that's what I see that, no, and it's. And why it's happening? Because exactly the Soviet Union never had a second voice. So it was only one voice what the party says. So that's why um, people, mostly people even don't, how to say, they don't know how to think differently. The people who try to think differently when they travel and see different things, they're just afraid. And the one who doesn't afraid, we know what's happening with them. You know, they prison well, in jail. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He is marked as a terrorist, you know, and that's it. So I don't think so this level ever happened in Western Europe or U.S. because happening sometimes happening totally opposite like somebody talking whatever bullshit and other people don't want to stop with the person because like ah oh, it's his right of speech like oh, whatever like yeah. it's absolutely nonsense so happening like sometimes that i'm like please somebody stop it you know like because <laughs> right. <laughs> right so no i think i also uh, guys like i've been to china so in china it's worse no matter i oh, understand yeah. nothing in china but China is absolutely worse. You cannot, uh, you you cannot uh, even decide how much time you're going to use the internet or gas per month. You know, especially like internet. I don't care the gas. We ended up in frozen apartment because we didn't know that we have some uh, gas amount that we can use per month. We didn't know that, Shit. and it was cold, and we was uh, heating up. You know, the apartment. And in the middle of months, the gas finished. And when we go, like, we want to pay more gas. And they say, like, no, you have only per... So because we are foreigners, at the end, we have the realty um, uh, manager who come. And, you know, he came, she she came and he helped. She helped, but it was, like, for me, it was nonsense. Like, I want to pay more gas. I'm cold. And they say, no. <laughs> the <laughs> wow. government decided that you don't need more. That's it. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. crazy, actually. Yeah. We yeah. do you have anything before I uh, get to my comical stuff. 
Um, was was the next one canceled? I have not. I'm waiting for them to pop in so we can keep going if you want. Cool. Yeah, let's do it then. Awesome. awesome. I'll let you know if they yeah, come in. First of all, I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I'm actually in Finland, so right here next to Russia. So I am quite familiar with everything that's going on. And, mm-hmm. and do you think uh, your outspokenness could work against you? Or is this something that worries you, that you saying these things bluntly might come haunt no. you? In the no, I'm not, because... Um, as I said, I try to show who I really am. And I don't believe these people who say, especially in Ukraine, Ukrainian artists who like what you think about Russia and they, I'm doing show business, I don't care. How you can we not care? So it's like, it's uh, it's very untrue. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this uh, pop show biz, you know, so I don't. <laughs> right. I'm very, I'm very open. You don't, you, don't, you don't have a line of dancers? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it's like like you just said that there is there are no alternative voices, so mm-hmm. you are now the alternative voice, you know, like through well, that. In Ukraine there are a lot. In um, Ukraine there are a lot. I'm just saying, in Russia there are not so many, but in Ukraine there are a lot. Uh, if one thing that is good because of our war situation is that people was kind of awoken, they really start understand. The difference between watching Russian television or Ukrainian television, you know, more and more people, young people, most of the young people that I know in Ukraine now speak Ukrainian. And when I was a child, it wasn't like that. We still speak Russian all the time. Right. Now, most of the people speak in Ukraine. So a lot of good cultural things are actually happening in Ukraine. It's just a slow process. It's not happening like overnight, you know. So interesting. Yeah. We're hidden in the right direction. That's I'm good. Sure yeah. I, I agree. I and, and we could, I, we could go ahead. Like we, we we could go on about this forever, but we need to be rubbing this up. So I'll throw the ball to Chris, who can give us some last sentiments and and finish his thought as well. Oh well, I, I just I I one of the things I love about doing this podcast is we get a variety of worldviews, which ties back to the way you're writing your music by getting a variety of worldviews. Right. Um. So I appreciate that you can give that to us both through your music and through your voice and your experience. Thank it's, you. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so awesome. much for taking the time. I appreciate it. I could talk to you all day, but we have these scheduled back to back. So thank yeah, you for the time. I got it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Best Peace. of luck with the record and let us know when it comes out so that we can share it. Heck yeah. February 22nd. You can mark your calendar. Come on. February 22nd. <laughs> we can mark our calendar, but a good promotion is when you email us and let us know. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> I, will. I will. I will. I will. I will mark my calendar. To Excellent. Okay. Take care and thanks so much. Thank yeah. you. Right, Thank bye-bye. you. Bye. Bye. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week, I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, 
I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.